Sports. I am your host, Jose, alongside with producer Mema, as usual. Tonight, we're going to be talking about UFC 252, which happened last night on August 15th. Joining us tonight will be our boy, Jesse Swayze Santos. What's up, Jesse? What do you do, baby? <laughs> How you doing, man? You know, I'm good. I got my my beef with the fight yesterday, so we're going we're gonna to vent a little bit today, but... All right. I'm good. All right. Well, let's jump into that, guys. As you know, UFC 252 happened last night. The champion, Steve Miocic versus Daniel Cormier, trilogy fight. Jay, how did it go down for you? Uh, I, I'm a little sad that there wasn't a knockout. It looked like there was going to be a knockout, but there wasn't. Um, again, I don't really like Cormier all that much. I thought he was going to win because I was assuming he was going to use some wrestling. Didn't use any of it. It's interesting that he only attempted two takedowns and only succeeded in one, which was, I believe, in the first round. So it's just like, come on, man. You were talking all few weeks, like, how you're going to, you know, utilize your wrestling more. I wonder what this conversation is starting to make me Wince McMahon. Who died and made you Mr. Perfect? Yeah, you're walking around here like the big boss man sometimes. I'm going to come right out and say it. He's being a bit recruit. I can't speak for all of mankind, but I wish we could get a little bit more dude loves in here. Well... I can head down to the bar place with Jimmy Snooker. Knock become a million dollar man's playing billiards. But this is really starting to sound like a whole lot of British bullshit to me. Getting a little rowdy Roddy Piper over there. Getting a little rowdy Ronda Rousey. Yeah, you ought to Coco beware how you talk to people sometimes. You wanna know what? You should might come at this from a different Kurt angle. Racking a bit mean gene. Putting on a big show. I feel like that's every wrestler though. It's like first fight they wrestle, second fight they scrap, third fight he has to prove himself that he can like physically punch somebody out which i don't think you need to but he didn't use any wrestling and it definitely bit him in the ass so i would say you know in the first two rounds i felt very confident cormier had won them both up until in the second round when stipe comes in with that you know that flurry freaking right hook you know desperation one because you know dc's running away to on to his right and then bam drops him Hurts him bad, has him against the cage, GC hanging out for dear life. Uh, what were your thoughts at that point? Uh, I think the aggression came too late. Towards the end of the round is when he pushed real hard and he had a, a decent strike on him. And then by the time you knew it, the round was over. So he got saved by the bell, I think, at that point. I mean, I, honestly, I, I, at one point there, like after he rocked him, he rocks him one more time. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's over. It's about to finish. And DC clutches on for his life. Uh, the biggest bear hug that man could do to a, a guy that almost it's a foot taller than him. And then you can just see it when he gets up, when the round's over. He's done. He's, his eyes are just like, I'm not here no more. You know? And that's really where his le- left eye guys initially starts you know, closing mainly. He only had one eye open really after those you know, hits. I do think he... He saved his ass by, you know, bear hugging and just holding on. It was about 10 seconds before the round was over, and he, he definitely wrapped him up and took both of his arms away. Good call on the on the ref to not jump in and just call a fight right there. I mean, it's smart, you know, decision on that time. Yeah. But then, sure. of course, in the third round, we would see that, you know, Stipe, you know, tries to make some distance, gets his hand out. Pokes DC right in the eye. Gets that shit pushed in so badly. 
he tore his cornea right at that moment. I hate to see his eye get poked, right? Like, that sucks, even though I, he's not my favorite fighter. You don't want to see anybody's eye get poked. Mm -mm. But, I mean, it is a fight. I mean, this is not something new. It's not like it did it intentional, and they both poked each other in the eye. And to shit, honest. to be fair, like, DC, because of his size, he's actually known a lot for poking people in the eye. It's those UFC gloves. They suck. They're just not good. Yeah, and I, I do think that Stipe should have used... His eight inches of reach. I, I hate that you're so tall, but you want to be like shoulder to shoulder with somebody. Um, you got all that reach for no reason then at this point. Jay, let me ask you this. This was a trilogy. This was the third fight between the two. They've each knocked the other out. Was it me or did they both seem a little too timid now that they had experienced each other's power? Oh, definitely. You, you could tell at a certain point in round three... Cormier was, like, really backtracking. And you can tell because, you know, Stipe was pushing him up against the cage probably every 30 seconds. I would say after the, you know, after the first two minutes of the third round is when DC stopped looking like he was, you know, feeling the effects of the knockdown in the last round. It's a, a good while. Um, Stipe didn't really capitalize on that, you know, to finish him off. I did think he had the round one and then the third round until, you know, the eye poke. And, I mean, he still won the round regardless, but, I mean... Yeah, um, his, you know, his his fighting towards the end of round three was getting a little better. Stipe was throwing some more kicks in. Um, I thought he should have thrown a lot more kicks considering how long his legs are. Uh, but he didn't throw any. I mean, he threw as maybe like a dozen, and they weren't significant kicks at all. He outstruck DC the entire fight. Um, I would say going into fourth round, definitely 2-1 Stipe. Um they were fighting in now on the fourth round. It was pretty close. I actually gave that one to DC after re-watching re the fight. And then that's where I was like, okay, so it did make sense. It was 2-2 going into the fifth. But I could see why people could think it's 3-1 going into the fifth. Uh, I thought it was pretty even going into it. They both had some decent strikes. Nothing groundbreaking past, you know, round two. Round two was probably the most exciting mm -hmm round of the whole fight, but I thought they both had some decent hits on Stipe through a lot more punches. Yeah. Um, but obviously them not being significant, I can't say that he dominated the fight, but he definitely won off of striking. I would say sure. I would say DC came in with better cardio because he was taking a lot of body shots even early on in the, in the first round, uh, not, not getting dropped or anything like that. He stuck in there. He survived all five rounds, but in the end, unanimous decision win for the champion. I, I mean, last. do you believe this is DC's last fight? If he would have won it, no. I think he would have I think he would have fought one more time. But right now, especially with the cornea tear, I think he's going to be out for a while. Unless John Jones decides to, you know, do some shit talking and maybe suck him back <laughs> in. Who knows? The money would have to be right, I would, I would assume, for DC to be like, you know. And honestly, DC's talked about it. He he wasn't feeling like he'd be able to get up for any fight other than the champion. So if the next fight, you know, coming off two losses, isn't a championship fight, I don't see DC coming back. 
I don't know, man. I guess it would be kind of hard not to shut somebody's mouth who's been talking shit to you for so long. Like, for you to get that opportunity to maybe do it, I don't think he would do it. I think he would end up getting another <laughs> cried out interview. But, I mean, even that glimpse of maybe beating him, I think he would probably come back. If I'm not mistaken, I believe between the two fights, they've shared eight rounds together and John Jones was a clear superior. There's just nothing to really say otherwise. I just can't see a reason why DC would come back just to get his ass whooped again. He's got he's got technically four losses under his belt. Yes, he ends his career with three losses and one no contest. But let's be honest, guys, it's four losses. He got his, you know, head knocked off, you know, the second time against John Jones. You know, losing four times against two people, arguably the Two best of their division. Stipe for heavyweight, John Jones for light heavyweight. I mean, as DC retires, what is the most, besides the, you know, the crying mean face, is the most you were, you can remember from his career? Honestly, just him and John Jones, their their beef, man. Their beef was... It was it real. like it was a little more than just, like, TV deep. That was... They, they were definitely going after each other in a different way than, you know, just bantering and shit talking they were kind of out to kill each other i remember when they were at the in vegas and they were doing that stare down and they just shove each other and they just start brawling falling off the stage and just like have to be separated by security shit's going everywhere i mean it was definitely one of the best if not the best rivalries just because how heated and real it was i mean yes we see conor mcgregor you know have a rivalry with everybody and yeah we had khabib jump into the crowd but DC and Jones was personal. Yeah, and they had they had this more like old school rivalry, right? Like kind of like a Rampage Rashad Evans type of deal. But again, I mean, John Jones obviously beat that ass twice. <laughs> um, and because John Jones is smart, he's a smart fighter. Him and Stipe have a very different fighting style. One uses all of his length to his advantage. One, I think, needs a lot of work on that aspect. You bring that interesting point. John Jones tweeted last night saying, you know, avoid Stipe's right hands. Um, you're, and he's an overall better performer otherwise, John Jones over Stipe. You want to see John Jones versus Stipe, you know, next for Stipe or somewhat sometime later on? I mean, I think you got to be a much, much more aggressive fighter to fight John Jones because John Jones is a savage and he will use every bit to his advantage on whatever he gets. John Jones kicks a lot, too. Not only does he punch I mean, he kicks the shit out of you, too. And Steve is not a fan of the oblique kick, that's for sure. So, And that's John Jones' specialty. Yeah, it, it seriously is. I mean, John Jones in his powerlifting stage, when everybody was tweeting out those pictures of him and, and things like that, I mean, John Jones looked like a heavyweight, and he looks like he's comfortable walking around at a heavyweight's weight. It's just interesting that you say, you know, Steve is not a, as aggressive. And I would think that maybe the last two fights with DC, because of what happened in the first fight, made him a little more timid as far as DC's power. But this is a man who's knocked out Junior Dos Santos, Alistair Overeem, Fabricio Redoom to win the title. I mean, he's got his own accolades of knockouts. Like he's not just like a decision guy or anything like that. Um, you think the challenge because he sees, and John Jones will talk shit. He'll make Stipe mad. Yeah, he, he definitely will. And, no, Stipe is a great fighter, hands down. 
when you're fighting someone of a John Jones caliber, that's a little different because he's so accurate and he will exploit the shit out of you. So before I ask you this next question, or you know, before I'm, let me ask you this: Is Stipe the greatest heavyweight of all time right now? Of right now, I I think even him beating DC, I still think DC is better than him. We're talking about man as a two-time heavyweight champion has the most. Uh, successful title reigns in the heavyweight division and we're talking about a you know almost a 30-year period where most champions only can get as high as two title defenses this man currently has four of all time i mean his his accolades definitely say that um to me personally you, probably you not. no um I, I do think he's a great fighter and i think he has you know a lot of potential but he's got to work out the kinks like everybody else would have to but He's definitely a great heavyweight, I'll say that. But he's got some things that I see that he needs to work on. I'm not going to fight him. <laughs> Let's put that out there. None of us would. I mean, he fights fires in Cleveland, so I think we're, you know, we're good. <laughs> you know, but uh, he's he's got some things to work on that I see, you know, using distance to his advantage. He's a big guy. I think he needs to use his body a lot. And he, he did with DC. He definitely put his body up against him. And you could see that DC was tiring out after, you know, having that man on top of him. As you time. say, he's a big guy, actually. You know, John Jones, you know, has had fights with guys that are tall, like Alexander Gustafson, Dominic Reyes. Those are big boys themselves. A lot of people can argue Reyes defeated Jones in their last fight, uh, winning the first three rounds versus the last two. And then, of course, Gustafson almost really beat Jones the first time. And then Jones, you know, smashed him the second time around. <laughs> which we actually ended up watching later after the, the main event just to, for fun. You definitely move at a different way when you're, you know, say even 20 pounds heavier. You're going to move very, very much different. But John Jones doesn't walk around at a light heavyweight weight. Right. But I'm saying, like, is John Jones going to struggle with another man that can see him eye level rather than... Him staring down at guys like DC and Leo Machida. I, I don't think so. I think the length of Jones's legs and arms, he'll use that to his advantage. He's not really the the type to come face to face. He'll definitely hit you at a distance for sure. And that's where I'm saying like Stipe needs to figure something out. He's got long arms. You know, he has what an eighty inch reach. All right. That's that's a big reach. That's not. You know, that's not a normal reach by any means. And Jones is actually, I think, I believe a little longer, 81, 82. Yeah, yeah. So. and, you know, an inch or two is going to make a difference, and Jones will exploit that for sure. Right. And that's what I'm saying, like, Stipe needs to work on those things as far as, like, keeping that distance and using his long arms and just heavyweight stature just to keep you at bay. Because if not, Jones is going to kick you in the face. All right, just need a quick answer to this one. Is John Jones the greatest of all time? Yeah. Pound for pound. Yeah. Okay. John Jones versus Stipe. You got Jones? All day. All day. All right. Well, we know that that fight's probably not going to happen next because Dana White has confirmed that he's going to push Francis Ngannou versus Stipe Miocic next. Ooh. It is a rematch. They fought the first time. Stipe won by decision. Easily, I, I might add. But that's a different Francis Ngannou compared to what he is today. Yeah, Francis Ngannou now is very scary. He's a... He's angry. He's... He's insane, man. His his stature is crazy. Like he looks like a damn bodybuilder, but fights. He's something else, man. No, no knockout or injuries. I hear from Sleepy Miocic's camp. 
I believe if as soon as possible I can I can see them is probably fighting in four months from now, probably end of December, early January. That's gonna be a good amount of time. I mean, four months. It's a that's a long time to train. And I would argue that he didn't get really get hurt against DC, so he's not really DC didn't come with as much power as I feel that he had in the first two fights. So I think Stipe's chin is gonna be okay. Yeah, I think he'll be okay going into the fight. Francis Ngannou is such an anomaly, it's hard to say what the hell would happen in that fight. Would it be a a five-rounder, or would it be, you know, 30 seconds in and somebody (laughs) sleeping? I mean, Francis Ngannou's last few fights, I think, have, you know, accumulated to a total of four, no, about three minutes in in his last four fights. That's what I'm saying, the guy has has sledgehammers for hands, man. He's, He's definitely got a heavy hand, and... He's a very scary dude, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's crazy. We're talking about a guy who's only been in the fight game for at least seven years right now. And he's a dangerous monster. 15-3 and in his record. And the number one contender. So, let's see what happens. Can't wait for that fight. Moving on, Jay. Our co-main event was Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Marlon Chito Vera. And unfortunately, that fight ends in the first round at 4 minutes and 40 seconds. TKO, but we know what really happened. Jay, what happened? Uh, he rolled his own ankle, man. How the fuck you do that again? I think he rolled his ankle twice, actually. In the same match, bro. And it's gonna. I, I thought he was going to do so well. He was moving so well. Like, he was ready, fresh. Like, he coming in with all the hype, and then just the ankle said, Nah, man. <laughs> Skirt. Oh, I'm hurt. Oh, my neck. My back. My neck and my back. Oh. I want a hundred and fifty thousand, but we can start out of court right now for twenty bucks. Man, get your punk ass up! It ain't even wet over here. <clears throat> well, and that's always kind of been his weak point. I mean, you see him; he wears, you know, ankle guards. Yeah, to keep him warm. And I don't blame him. You know, if if you got ankle issues, you got ankle issues. I mean, there's no real fixing it. I mean, that's it is what it is. Yeah. He does dance around a lot, and I can appreciate that because I mean, f- footwork is definitely something important. But this man is trying to do cuts like an NFL player, and he ended up cutting himself at the Achilles. Sugar Sean, you're not Saquon Barkley. Let's just, let's just put it out there right now. You are not Saquon Barkley, okay? Um, but any any event. Or Tyreek Hill. <laughs> that is true. Um, but at any point, there's a lot of people putting out videos saying Chito Vera leg kick right to the knee caused a nerve damage that would have been causing Sugar Sean to go, you know, limp and when he's dancing, you know, his ankle just goes out. People out there are putting also the video that when Demetrius Johnson had done that to Henry Cejudo and his leg rolled right after he got hit with a leg kick, do some nerve damage. Um, you believe any of that hype? No. Um, these guys, they definitely take leg kicks all the time, especially them. Um the leg kick towards the knee didn't really seem all that significant to me. It was more the ankle, and anyone who fights, you stand on the ball of your foot, which puts a ton of pressure on your ankle. Yeah, it puts some pressure on your knee, but a ton of pressure on the ankle. And if you rolled it, it's almost game over at that point. You can't really stand on it. You're going to have to karate kid and fight with one leg at this point. But I want to say it was a t- two minutes and four seconds left into the first round when that's when O'Malley had rolled his ankle. And at that point, he went from southpaw to orthodox, and he just did not go back. There's, he couldn't even put any weight on it. He was completely done. And 
give credit to Lovera. You know, he capitalized on the injury. I wouldn't say really a takedown, more like he fell down, and then he just capitalized. Nice, you know, punch right there, and then an elbow to really finish it. And Herb Dean said, I've seen enough. I know this kid's already hurt. I'm not going to risk his future. And, you know, once once uh, once O'Malley went down, I mean, he he definitely jumped on him, and you could see his body kind of sit all his weight on top of his ankle. And I know that had to hurt. I know putting all that pressure on your ankle had to hurt. So there's no way in hell that that ankle wasn't just screwed by the end of that fight. Right. Um, I mean, a win is a win. I hate to see that fight go down like that because it wasn't at all what we were expecting. Don't get me wrong. Chito Vera's not like a, you know, a bum fighter. He's definitely got his own credits out there. He was robbed in his last fight. He was building up a good winning streak. But at the same time, you know, let's be real. He's only he's only in that co-main event spot because of the Sugar Show. That's the only reason he's in that fight. And it was a real challenge, first challenge for Sean O'Malley. Um, you got guys like Cody Garbrandt and Henry Cejudo calling, you know, Sugar Sean a clown. You know, Cody Garbrandt out there saying that, you know, he isn't ready for war. Uh, like, in my head, I'm thinking, Cody, you got knocked out three times in a fucking row. I don't know what you're talking about, you know, ready for a war. <laughs> And, and, you know, it's, again, like to what you said, not to take anything away from him at all, but he did win off of... Fluke. Yeah, I hate to say it that way and hate to put it that way because it does sound like I'm shit-talking him, but he did... Oh, I'll shit-talk. I'll, I'll still do shit-talking if you want because I said it on, on the freaking post yesterday. It's like, you fucking didn't earn that win. He got hurt. He hurt himself. I mean, it's it. what did you do? I mean, you took advantage? Absolutely. Good job. You know, that's a W. I mean, <laughs> look at it. He was definitely getting in the leg kicks, um, which, yeah, I guess a leg kick is a leg kick, and that's a strike. Well, see, he didn't really go for the leg kicks after, like, he had already rolled his ankle. He just, like, at that point, lost balance, and, and it's yeah. over. And like I said, I mean, you put weight on that foot, your ankle's going to go. It's going to give out. And it was a pretty bad roll, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Dude, Ugh, it was disgusting. Um, don't know what's next for Sugar Sean. Hopefully, no, you know muscle tears or anything like that hopefully he can recover soon he put he made a post out there saying humbled i'm pretty sure he's feeling really down right now uh keep your head up kid i mean you're gonna you're gonna make it out there <laughs> trust me yeah you know i mean i hope I hope for a speedy recovery. I do like his fighting style. He's very, very flashy, which I kind of like yeah. um, in some aspect, but he's definitely a flashy man, and I can respect the fighting style. It's cool. <laughs> but, you know, speedy recovery, buddy. I hope all is well. I hope you're not, like, out the game for too long. But Speaking out the game, or at least people that should be out the game, Junior Dos Santos for the third straight fight gets knocked the fuck out against Jairzino Rosenstruck. Three minutes, 47 seconds of the second round. Jay, what are you laughing about, man? <laughs> I knew he was going to get knocked out. I just didn't think it was going to be that quick. Let's be real. Who called it? Who uh, called it? Jose called that shit so precise, bro. I don't understand it. I was like, Jay, second round, TKO. He was like, you know, I think he might go the distance. No, no. Second round. TKO. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to buy me a lottery ticket because <laughs> that shit was too good. Um, you know, Dos Santos, he he was a good fighter. Um, I just the way the new kids train and 
all the stuff that they can go through now, he's just not up to par with these guys, man. I mean. And don't get me wrong. JDS came in looking great. Great in shape. Great mustache. Looked like a ball Super Mario. <laughs> Hello. It's a me, Mario. He looked good, but I mean, you're the heavyweight division and you get knocked out enough time, which he has pretty much since he won the heavyweight title and then all the war since just you're done. You can tell uh, the his demeanor in the fight. He was definitely trying to keep his distance, but at the same time show that he can still hang. But that was not what was going to happen. Like for me, it was a, he showed the same tendencies that he did against Alistair Overeem. You know, try to keep his distance, keep his arm out. You know, make sure that he is ready for the knockout punch to to give, but not to take, because he knows that as soon as he gets hit, his chin does not agree with him. Yeah, and I mean, it, it puts him down every single time. You saw him get hit once. The first one was in the temple. Put him down. I thought he was going to stand up, honestly. He uh, he got to his knee, and then... And then the left hook. Yeah, left hook. I mean, shut the lights off. After that, you see him crumble, and then that was the end of the fight. And you hate to say it, man, because this is a man who tore up the heavyweight division to become the heavyweight champ. Um, when he won the title, you know, it was a little over a minute. It was UFC's debut on Fox, him versus Cain Velasquez. It was a big hype. There's only, I believe, going to be... That's the only fight on the Fox card. Uh, they had only, like, other fights only on Dark, you know, for YouTube and stuff. But, damn, he won the title. He looked good. Cain Velasquez took his soul for the next 10 rounds of the next two fights. And, and we talked about this before, Jay. He was coming into this fight... I believe six and seven, his last ever since he won the, the heavyweight title. Now six and eight, his last three being an all TKO finishes. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of battered. I mean, he's a he's a good heavyweight. Can't take that away from him. Obviously, he was a champ for a reason. But he can't hang with these new kids, man. Like I said, they're they're a different breed. You know, ju- Junior. Just to give you a heads up, there's Ryzen. There's one championship. Go overseas, take them roids, and maybe you'll do better over there. But in the States, you're done, son. You're done. I just don't think it's smart. I mean, you go into another fight, and who are you going to fight? I mean, who do you think he's going to fight if he came to fight another person? Bro, he can go fight you, and you probably knock him out. I mean, I'll be honest with you. And I'm not I'm not trying to give you all the hype in the world. I'm just saying that he's he's beaten. The last good win he got is Derek Lewis. That's that's a good win because Derek Lewis is a fucking good fighter. You know his balls are always hot, so you know he's on game always. So if you're able to knock out Derek Lewis, you're still kind of in there. But if that's the highest you can get, please retire. I mean, if if Derek Lewis is the the peak of your performance, there's no way in hell you're fighting. You know, a Stipe. You're not fighting. Your- I mean, you he's he's fought Stipe twice. He won one, lost one. The second one was worse because he got knocked out in that one. Exactly. Francis Ngannou killed him. Curtis Blades, Rosenstruck last night. Please, please, just call it. Well, and like we said before, Francis Ngannou is a different man now. I would not want to watch... A murder? Yeah, I mean... A murder. Junior Dos Santos versus... And Ganu, that's a that's a bad idea. Well, let's be honest. Francis Ngannou against anybody right now is a murder. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree on that one, hundred <laughs> percent. That is like putting mice in a gorilla's pen. That's that's a bad idea. All right, man. Well, this is fun. Um, there's other fights on there, guys. But let's be honest, we didn't care about those fights. Um, at least I didn't. <laughs> but it was fun, Jay. 
Where can the people catch you at, man? Uh, you can catch me on Instagram, Jesse4B11. It's pretty much all that I'm on, unless you want to play some Xbox. Chucky Larms 96. Oh! Just saying. What do you play on the box, Jay? Let the people know. Uh, Apex, uh, Rocket League. Ooh, ooh. Okay, okay. Uh, Warzone. Warzone's kind of my new hype right now. I'm liking the realism. But if you guys want the smoke, let me know. All right. Producer Meme, where can they find you at, sir? Uh, you can find me at Producer Meme underscore not meme on Instagram. And yeah, that's it. All right, guys, you can find me at Hostelis underscore 1990. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Budo Pinche Sports Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at PPS underscore podcast, where I'm there to talk shit all day, all night long, until my wife tells me to go to bed. (laughs) 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 All right, guys, we are Budo Pinche Sports, and we're out. Nobody really knows how or why he works so hard It seems like he's never got time Because he writes every note and he writes every line And I've seen him at work when that light goes on in his mind It's like a design is written in his head every time Before he even touches a key or speaks in a rhyme And those motherfuckers he runs with the kids that he signed Ridiculous without even trying How do they do it?